This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. I have a question. Pastor, Dr. Apostle Bishop, what are you? Um, are you everything, all of the above? Have you ever noticed that things are really going a bit crazy around here? Things are really, really crazy. And I, anybody know that I'm talking about? Do things seem really weird around here in the world? Anybody think things seem weird? Talk to me. Do you think it's weird? Or you just think everything is just pretty normal? Well, I want to tell you something. It is unbelievable what is going on. It is unprecedented what is going on. But my question to you is, and what your question should be, is what does God see? What does God see? And what is God saying? Uh, Pastor Tommy recently spoke on obey in the subject of obedience. But do you know what to obey? Do you even know what you're obeying? It seems that the atmosphere, the atmosphere is charged with disobedience. I don't know if you heard uh, me speaking on uh, climate change, but I have a two-part series on climate change because That's what's going on around the world. They're talking about climate change. Well, they're changing the climate. Somebody else is changing the climate, really. It's not just happening by itself. But we are the agents of climate change. We are the agents to create the atmosphere that God wants for us. And um, so anyway, it is really amazing. But what's in the atmosphere today, in the natural, is that governments are corrupt The older generation doesn't know what they're talking about. Their knowledge is irrelevant for today, and parents don't know what's cool, hip, or trendy. Well, I want to tell you something. It's not easy for me today to speak this message. It's not easy for me to speak this message. Tell your neighbor. She doesn't want to talk about this. But she's passionate, and she's going to. (laughs) So, you know, I just want to tell you something quickly. In the daily reading on Wednesday, I was reading in Kings and in John, and they correlated so beautifully together. You do not want to miss out on what God is saying in the daily reading. Hey, how many of you, come on, how many of you have your daily reading cards? This is an advertisement, the daily reading. You need to be reading, and not just on here. What if the power goes out and you don't have your daily reading card? You need your daily reading card. And then I've picked up so many people who wave their card on the side of the road, and I know it's them. And it is so wonderful because they're my babies, because they have a daily reading card. Unless, of course, it was stolen. But if it was, it's a good thing to steal. But anyway, the prophet was sent by God with a word from God to go and rebuke Jeroboam and the false altar and how he was sacrificing on the false altar. So he obeyed God. He heard the voice of God. He obeyed God. And off he went to rebuke. And then on the way back, he was told, don't eat, don't drink, don't go the different way. On the way back, he even said, hey, I can't do anything but what God told me to do. But... An older prophet came and misled him. And he didn't have enough discernment to understand that this was not right. And he obeyed the older prophet and disobeyed God. So we have to be careful who we're listening to, what voice you're listening to. And if we don't know what God has said, 
or is saying, we're going to listen to something else. And it may even be an older, wiser prophet. This is your guide. This is your guard forever and ever. Amen. John 16, 1 through 4. Turn with me in your real Bibles. If you don't have a real Bible, you can look at the screen. First, or John 16 says, Jesus said, Jesus said, Yeshua said, These things I have spoken to you so that you may be kept from stumbling. So they will make you outcasts from the synagogue. But an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think that he's offering service to God. These things they will do because they have not known the Father or me. They have not known the Father or me. How do they know the Father or me? The Word, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is the Word of God. And when Jesus said, obey my commandments, what was he talking about? The New Testament hadn't been written. He was talking about the Old Testament Torah. And he said, they did not know the Father or me, but these things I have spoken to you so that when the hour comes, when the hour comes, which is coming, you may remember what I told you. You may remember these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them in the truth, for your word is truth. Repeat that with me. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. John 17, 17. Say it. John 17, 17. You need to know the verse. You need to know the address of the scripture. So you can repeat it. So it gets in you and it's in every cell of your being. Sanctify them. Jesus, this is his words. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Say it with me. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. John 17, 17. Take it off the screen and look at me. Repeat with me. John 17, 17. Sanctify them in the truth. The word is truth. Okay. <laughs> sanctify. Does anybody know what sanctify means? It's a nice word, huh? Well, <laughs> it's a bit old-fashioned, right? It means Holy. Everybody say holy. The Hebrew word for holy is kadesh, and it means apartness, set apart, separate, sacred. In the New Testament, the word for holy is hagios, means set apart, revered, sacred, worthy of veneration. Set apart. Set apart. I want to ask you, how does the world know you are set apart? Do you look different than the world? Do you dress the same? Do you eat the same? Duh. Do you walk the same? Do you do the same uh, Facebook, internet, uh, like everybody else? How do we know you're different? Look at your neighbor. Do they look set apart? Due to the the current world climate, we have lost the concept of holiness and reverence and fear of the Lord. We have lost reverence, holiness, fear of the Lord in this current age. (laughs) My heart was to speak on the altar today, but I, as I previously had told everybody that I would, but I won't be touching it as much because uh, of the present atmosphere that I will be addressing 
In the days of the Israelites, God commanded them to memorize the Torah, to memorize the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Many of us don't even know what they are. We don't even know what order they're in, let alone memorize them. The first scripture some of you memorized was John 17, 17. God commanded them. It was part of their lifestyle to know every single word. What the Bible says, jot and tittle. And you know from the Hebrew that those are dots and dashes in all the letters. We were to memorize those things. And I'm concerned because the patriarchs, they didn't even question some of them what God said because it was so clear. But since Christ, our our, our Messiah has come, And the church has been birthed. There's so much emphasis on the church and how it should operate and what the the, um, programs and structures are. But God never changes. Just because Jesus came, it did not eradicate. He said, I have come to fulfill the law and the prophets, not to abolish them. I have come to fulfill them. Well, what are they? Well, we hear We hear uh, stories, well, it's this and it's that and everything. But all scripture is inspired by God. So I've recently been drawn to the book of Ephesus because Paul was talking to the Ephesians about how to handle the church of God. And he was saying, you know, this, uh, these are, this is how you do it. And if you look at Ephesians, it's quite amazing. And I wish I could go there. I had actually wanted to do that too. But The Ephesians church was a pretty good church. But in Revelations chapter 2, listen to what Jesus said about the church. 2 verses 1 through 5. Everybody turn to Revelations. Now that's the last book in your Bible if you don't know that by now. Hmm. (laughs) To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, verse 2, I know your deeds and your toil." And your perseverance. You cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to test those who, are call, who call themselves apostles. And they are not. Hey, that's a good thing, you know. Call people, they say they're apostles, but they're really not. You found them to be false. And you have perseverance. And you have endured for my name's sake. And you haven't grown weary. That is so good. Jesus said through perseverance, you'll gain your life. But I have this against you. Wow. You have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent. Do the deed you did at first or else I am coming to you and I'll remove you from your lampstand out of its place. Unless you repent. Now, if I have time, I'm going to get into repent in the Hebrew later in the message. If I have time, like I said, if I have time. But it is such a clear thing. It means to destroy the house. Destroy the house you have built. So how do they leave their first love? And with all the teaching that we're talking about, we as the church, what he said in Ephesus applies to us too. We are the church. So how did we leave our first love? What is it that he's saying that he's concerned about? And it was out of borders. It was out of time. So it applies to us today. So how many times does the Bible say, be not deceived? Many. Deceived. How many of you are deceived? 
How many of you know your neighbors deceived? Well, you, if you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived because then you wouldn't be deceived. Deceived means you don't know that you're deceived. You don't know that you're missing the mark because you're deceived. But if you're not deceived, then you aren't deceived and you know that you're not deceived. But if you are deceived, you don't know that you're deceived because you're deceived. So again, do you think you're deceived? Look at your neighbor and say, say, I think you may be deceived, but it's okay. The word is coming. The word has come and you will be set free. (laughs) Revelations 12, 9. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan. Who what? Who what? Who does he deceive? Oh, just a few people. (laughs) No, just the Americans. The whole world, which means we have all been deceived at one time or another. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. We must understand he was cast out of heaven and he has had an agenda to challenge, redefine, eradicate, mock, undermine the foundations and principles of the church of Jesus Christ. But remember, Satan cannot completely destroy the church, but he will infiltrate and join it. Are you sitting next to... um, uh, A deceived person. <laughs> Second Corinthians 2.11. So that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan. For we're not ignorant of his schemes. No advantage taken of us by Satan. Because so, we're not ignorant of his, of his schemes. But I want to tell you. We are ignorant. We are ignorant. We are ignorant of his schemes. Now that really applies to forgiveness. In the context. But again, look at the context of this power of deception, and it means a lot more than that. I will protest, we are ignorant. And I know that what I want to share with you may be a bit strange, but it's all-encompassing. And I want you to open your eyes and open your minds and open your hearts to believe. And you may say, I've heard this all before. She talks about it all the time. But I'm going to keep talking about it because for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. I will not keep silent. I will not keep silent. So what I'm going to talk to you about quickly is a woman named Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is recognized as a mother prophetess of the New Age movement. She was fueled by Satan's instruction. And she's recorded as saying, for the sake of all of the agenda of the elite, the Illuminati, whoever you want to call it, Satan's fueled people to destroy the church and God's earth. When you are changing a nation, don't bother with the old people. They're too stuck in old traditions and they will not change. But go for the children, especially 10 years and below. Since 1945, any person below 60 can be a victim of the age And the ideas of this prophetess. She came out with a 10 point charter. Which I want to talk to you about. But look is your neighbor old? Are you old? Do you think you're old? You're old. You're set in your ways. Or are you new and more easily deceived? Are you young? Who wants to be young? Hallelujah. Nobody admits they're young today. uh, Pastor Tom. I think they're. Except you. You are young. But you're not deceived. So I want to bring a couple of her points 
from a char- a 10-point charter that she put together that were adopted by governments and and uh, institutions to, to to do Satan's dirty work. Number one, use media to promote and change the mindset. Alice Bailey said the greatest channel that you need to use to change human attitude is media. Use the press, the radio, TV, cinema. You, I think you all know that. One of our presidents of America, Richard Nixon, said, the American people do not believe anything unless they see it on television. What they don't know is that most of what is televised is scripted by a very small group of people with an agenda. In 1983, 90% of the U.S. media was owned by 50 companies. Now, 90% of the media is controlled by six media giants that are all in relationship. So what I'm about to show you now is a typical example of the same message being propagated on different channels. Uh, Someone is in control here. Who are you really shopping for this holiday season? It's okay. You can admit it if you've bought an item or two or ten for yourself. Well, it's okay. You can admit it if you have bought an item or two or maybe ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it. You've bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it, Todd. If you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item, item or two or maybe ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. Ice cream, you scream. You know the rest. 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 Well, ice cream, you scream. You know the rest. Ice cream, you scream. Well, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream. Well, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream. We all. Well, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream. You know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, we all know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, well, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, we all know the rest of it, right? If your email inbox is out of control and you've given up sorting it out, a Baltimore company thinks it has a solution for you. Could this be the end of email overload? 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 Could this be the end of your email overload? Could this be the end of email overload? Could this <laughs> Here's some food for thought that the media might have adopted. Adolf Hitler said, <clears throat> make the lie big. Make it simple. Keep saying it. And eventually, they will believe it. Hmm. 
any idea, plan, or purpose may be placed in the mind through repetition of thought. Say it over and over and over, which is why we need to speak the scriptures, which is why we sing songs over and over and over of the word while we worship. Why they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God. So let's see an example of a thought that's been placed in our minds and how it is repeated through various mediums. Does any of you watch, do any of you watch Dr. Oz? Raise your hands, you're all lying. And how many of you follow his advice? You know, he's got some good advice. I've seen some good advice actually. Some good advice. Anyway, look at this video. The latest breakthroughs. Turns out one of the biggest discoveries is actually this tiny. See how small that is? This little chip may be the next big thing. And it sounds like it's right from a sci-fi movie, but people all over the world are implanting these into their wrists. So I asked my producer, Dean, to find out more about this cutting-edge technology and what it could mean for your health. This tiny chip, which can be implanted into your wrist, yes, I did say wrist, uses short-range radio frequency identification, similar to the tech used to track your pets or your phone. Once implanted in your body, it could identify you as you pass through the airport, open the door to your home. It could even be used to buy groceries at the supermarket. Now, your driver's license, passport, keys, and wallet are all inside your body, contained in something the size of a grain of rice. 10,000 people have already been chipped, and the number is growing. And the number is growing. And the number is growing. Many who watch Dr. Oz will watch various other shows like Oprah, Dr. Phil, Steve Harvey, where the same topic may be highlighted. Hence, the indoctrination and repetition is happening, but not from the same source. When the chip was earlier introduced, many people were up in arms. But we began experimenting with many things, including chipping our pets, because they might get lost. They might run away. And then we chipped our children... Because there, there were many kidnappings and uh, people were encouraged to chip their kids. seemed like a good idea because, hey, that alleviated the fear of their children being lost or abducted. And then there was a push to chip the sick and elderly so that if anything happened to them, their identity could be discovered, their health history available, and their medications known. Seems like a really good idea. Mm-hmm. But now we're accepting it more and more because we've been desensitized to the dangers. And a good portion of the general public has been convinced that this is convenient, healthy, and safe. No more standing in line, stolen passports or credit cards. No more losing your keys. Many, however, do not realize, though, the serious privacy loss for individuals. An incredible health risk. And it could, it could be part of the reality of the mark of the beast. However... Due to repetition and desensitizing from celebrities, newscasters, hip-hop artists, anybody, you name it, pastors, governments, we're slowly accepting the unacceptable. We're like the prophets who was told by God, do not receive. And on the way, somebody convinces us who seems wiser, 
more popular, smarter than we are. I even know of pastors in America who would have absolutely been against the chip. In fact, I knew they were. And now they're saying, hey, it's okay to take the the chip because, um, you know, don't be afraid because you have the Holy Spirit in you and he will protect you of the dangers. Remember, make the lie big, make it simple, keep saying it, and eventually they will believe it. Who is washing your brain? This is called propaganda, and I want you to be I want you to be aware of it. My heart for you as a child, as a child of God, and as part of a person who's involved in my church, I want you to I want you to be aware of propaganda. So I want you to watch the definition of propaganda is information especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote a political cause, agenda, or point of view, which may only be held by a small group. That's called propaganda. Can you say propaganda? It's not just a government. It's not a government's tool. Listen, this is a satanic tool. A satanic tool. Like, hey, take the fruit. It's good. It's good for you. You're going to be able to be like God. It did not come in ugly words. It did not come in a terrible rapping. It, it came in persuasion. Propaganda. Watch this. If you were to stop a random person on the street and ask them for their thoughts on propaganda, chances are they would begin to describe propaganda posters in war films from the early to mid-1900s. To a layman, this could easily be perceived as a positive reflection of an informed society who knows the historical background and inherent dangers of propaganda when used on the unsuspecting public. However, under critical analysis, this actually reveals a much darker truth. While most people know what propaganda is, the alarming majority of people either strictly view it as a thing of the past or something as to which they are apparently immune. So if the target audience for propaganda to be the most effective is an unsuspecting public, the propaganda machine could easily be running at maximum output and could be quite efficient at morphing the views of the general public still to this day. The only question is, does propaganda still exist? And if so, what effect is it having on our society? One of the most dangerous unspoken things in existence in the world today is a media controlled by a very small group of corporate entities. Every day, we are constantly lied to and constantly told what to think. And most of us never even realize it. It's become a duty and call to action to wake people up to this reality. Before blindly listening to what's hurled at you, everyone has a personal responsibility to at least know what's going on before handing your mind over to the many forms of media indoctrination. In short, wake up. It becomes a frustrating experience to wake people up from the matrix, so to speak, and constantly overhear people all around still completely misdirected and mired in false narrative. In addition to that, most people are lazy, distracted by a capitalistic existence, don't know they are brainwashed, 
and most times don't know what they are doing or why. Your thoughts are not your own, and you're being led by the hand every step of the way. Unfortunately, we have a world of people who don't understand how the world works. The media is not for information. It's for indoctrination. It's owned and operated by a very small group, and the objective of news media is compromised. It's not about informing you about what's going on in the world. The main function is to carry out agendas and control what you think, how you behave, and what you believe. Well, I, I've been a journalist for about 25 years, and I was educated to lie, to betray, and uh, not to tell the truth, not to tell the truth, not to tell the truth to the public. clapping because that is what he's no I'm just kidding it listen this is Sirius 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 and I want you to like he said wake up and Bishop Vaughn was saying wake up weren't you weren't you shouting everyone to wake up wake up tell your neighbor wake up it's time to wake up now remember the agenda is to use media to promote and change the mindset How do you feel when you see the following? Ten things you need to know this Tuesday morning. Three amazing products you can't live without. You just can't live without them. Everything you need to know about Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian's fab lipstick collab. collab. Now, don't you feel like you just got to know what these things are because you're not going to live? You just can't live without them. That's not, that's the Nigerian newspaper. That's not just America. That is worldwide. You just can't live without this. And it's everywhere. You can't live without this. You have to know about this. You're going to die if you don't read this. Ah, Mayui Jangu. Ah. And we click on those things. FOMO. Now. Who, okay, wait, 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 before we go any further, who knows what FOMO means? Okay, wait, wait, who does not know what FOMO means? Oh, you are old then. You are old, you are so old. You're way behind, way behind. FOMO means fear of missing out. L-O-L. We're ruled by Facebook. <laughs> Does anybody know who looks like the logo? They have propagandized us all to change our posture. Do you know they now have, uh, what is it? Something, Nick, quick, um, something the chiropractors are talking about. Uh, text the Nick. Ah. He, he. Turn with me to Ephesians 5, 6. Ephesians 5, 6 says, 
Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. That is heavy. Let no one deceive you with empty words about what? What are you hearing? Who are you listening to? For the wrath of God will come. You left your first love. This thing I have against you, it hasn't changed. I'm going to continue with another point of Alice Bailey's charter, which is part of the enemy's agenda. Two, take God and prayer out of the education system. Take God and prayer out of the education system. She said, change the curriculum to ensure that children are freed from the bondage of Christian culture. Why? Because children go to school to be equipped to face life. They are willing to trust and they are willing to value what is being given to them. So if you take God out of the education, they will unconsciously form a resolve that God is not necessary to face life. So as a result today, we see headlines like this. Boy suspended from school for reading his Bible during recess. The satanic temple brings an after-school Satan club to Portland Elementary School. The U.S. high school permits Muslim prayer. Christian student kicked out of university for quoting the Bible on homosexuality in a legal fight against school. And here we have the very fun and appealing, friendly coloring book, the satanic activity book. Ha <laughs> ha. In our school system, there are these things. There are these things. And we have a Christian school here. That will never take God out of the system. That will never take prayer out of there. That has a regular visit from the apostle and this pastor here to go and encourage your children. We bring them into church. We teach them things from the church, how to serve, how to be. And many of us here in our church, in the society, would rather they learn sport. I'm preaching it. Because we don't have the, quite the sporting program everyone else does. Oh, but yet we just took some kids to Saks and they got medals. I mean, duh. What is your priority? Who are you listening to? Did you hear what Bishop Vaughn said about the lady and his team that is now saying there is no God? Hello, do you think you or your children or your neighbors are any less susceptible to this deception? I don't think so. And that's why. And Pastor Tom talked about infiltration yesterday. We have been infiltrated. Are you infiltrated? Are you sitting next to an infiltrator? Or in front of one or behind one? In the 10 point charter, she also stressed reduce parental authority over children. She said, break the communication between parent and child so the parents do not pass on their Christian traditions to their children. The children must be liberated from the bondage of the parents' traditions. They must be liberated. So here's how we do it. We promote excess child rights. And we have seen children divorcing their parents 
do what thou wilt, is the whole book of the law. Abolish corporal punishment. Teachers are used as the agent of implementation, and they will tell your children, your parent has no right to force you to pray or read the Bible. You are yourself. You have a right of your own. You need to discover yourself. Self-expression, self-realization, self-fulfillment are all the buzzwords. Much of this has been perpetrated now into the church. Be your highest self. Be your best self. Pursue your dreams and your visions, which is not wrong. But what happens is they're taken to the authority. I'll never forget. Somebody was working with us. And suddenly they began to sabotage everything we were doing. And they were doing something else. And I said, why are you doing this? Well, you told me to build my dream. You say you're building people, building dreams. Well, I'm building my dream. It'll be perverted. God is who we must seek. It's not about us. It's up to us, and it's about Him. It's about Him. Get to know Him. How much time have you spent memorizing the Torah? How much time have you spent even reading your Bible? And yet we argue over all these things, and we don't even know what we're talking about. We are ignorant. Not even of Satan's devices. We're ignorant of his word. What is he saying? People say, oh, he's saying this, he's saying that, he's saying the other thing. Some scriptures I was told by Mark Biltz, who is recently here, who is a Jew uh, and who, a Hebrew, and he understands all the, the, the most amazing things of the, of the Bible. You get down and find out what the real implications are. They're very different you know, like he said, the woman at the the woman that was uh, being said, said she, Jesus said she had tw- uh, five husbands. The it's it's a bit taught that he, she had five husbands because she was um, immoral, but she had five husbands because she couldn't have any kids, and they chucked her out. Well, we're we're not we're missing some things here. Even well, anyway, I I can't talk about that right now. I wish I had. Can I have five hours? Then I would talk about these things. (laughs) So what I want to tell you is, do what thou wilt, Alistair Crowley. Hey, whatever you want to do, it's your job. No, we are called as parents. We are called as leaders to instruct, to direct, to say, no, this is the way, walk in it. No, you come here, you go there to a degree. There are places where we need to give the instruction. Otherwise, it's up for grabs. And the person who's grabbing is the devil. Do what thou wilt. How many people have taken a picture like this on your phone? Or, or maybe you know somebody who has a picture like this. You know, maybe your neighbor has one. Who, who, who knows what I'm talking about? Who's ever taken a picture like this of yourself? Don't raise your hand. Whose neighbor has taken a picture of their self? Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you this. L- l- listen to me. Listen. Why would you think that anybody, yeah, take a picture of that and say, this is what Pastor Bonnie's preaching about in church. She's showing you how to do a selfie. No, that's not what I'm doing. Why would you think anybody would want to see your pursed lips, your squinty eyes, 
your sign language, your head cocked, your strained neck, your jutted chin. Why do we want to see that? Why does the whole world want to see that? I never saw anybody look like that in my life (laughs) until the selfie generation. Because conditioning, brainwashing, predictive programming, you become what you behold. That is that what we think we need to be seen like? Again, FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. All this demonstrates that we have adopted the Greek thinking, which focuses on I, me. It's opposed to the Hebrew thinking, which focuses on us. And we taught about, Pastor Tom taught recently about the Hebrew versus the Greek way of thinking. <clears throat> how the, 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 the Greek is all about me and I, and the Hebrew is inclusive and all about we. And that's what we need to get back to, our roots. What are we about? Not about self-promotion and what am I about. Second Corinthians, Second Timothy 2 through 5. For men will be lovers of self. Self-e. <laughs> I told you I was going to talk about self Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they've denied its power. Avoid such men as these. Avoid them. Have nothing to do with them. Separate means separate. Be holy as God is holy. Now, let me tell you something. Holy does not mean arrogant. Holy does not mean that you have to cover completely up and only put your eyes out of a cloth. That's not holy. Holy is an attitude of heart. It is separate. It is no thank you when asked to do something that you shouldn't be doing. Not, yeah, I don't want to offend them. No, they're offending you. Think of... <laughs> Speaking of indoctrination, there have been challenges and fads that have gone around. And many people, hey, I don't want to teach this message. Speaking of indoctrinations, there have been challenges and fads that have gone around, and many people I know thought they were cool. How many of you know someone who's done the ice bucket challenge? Well, let me tell you something. Why did you do it? Why did they do it? These so called challenges are rooted in the occult. Ice bucket challenge is an occultic form of baptism and sacrifice. Then there's the mannequin challenge. This trend is exactly like the ice bucket challenge. The people are told to do something and they'll do it. Film it and show it on social media. They are being controlled. A mannequin is like a puppet who can be shaped into anything that a puppet wants. 
that a puppet master wants. You see, I mean, my first inclination was, oh, cool. And I thought, wait a minute, why are we doing this? Propaganda. I started saying, what did, where did this come from? Study to show yourself approved. Test everything. Why do it just because they say to do it? Oh, but, you know, uh-huh. then there is also the implementation of other fads like zombie popularity, Pokemon Go, all the video games and you know, they have us programmed to be ready for war. Conditioned to accept it. Because that's what we do. We shoot everybody. So when I ask people these things, they say, oh, it's just clean fun. It's just the latest fad. Everyone's doing it. FOMO. But my challenge is this. Who generated it? And whose challenge is it? How does God see this? How does God see this? You see, what they do is they say, hmm, let's see if we can get everybody to do an ice bucket challenge. And so they start promoting it. And pretty soon, oh yeah, woohoo, ice bucket challenge. Because we just do what we're told. What else are we going to do? This is not easy for me to preach. Let me tell you something. And this is not about being popular. I'm not here to be popular. And I'm not going to be popular after this. But you got to know I love you. She said, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure and the traditional Christian family structure. If you break a family, you break the nation. Alice Cooper is saying, Alice Bailey is saying that they must liberate the people from the confines of this structure. And how do they do that? By promoting sexual promiscuity. Free young people to accept the concept of premarital sex and let them have free sex. Lift it so high the joy of being in sex is the highest joy in life. Let them fantasize about it. Let everyone feel proud to be seen, to be sexually active, even outside of marriage. This is done by using advertising industry, media, TV, magazine, film industry. And in promoting free sex, we've also promoted other forms of sexual perversion, including bestiality. I told you I wasn't going to be popular. Leviticus 18.23, you shall not have intimate relations with any animal. To be defiled with it, nor shall a woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is a perversion. How is it accepted? Through media, through seemingly innocuous movies and cartoons, harmless forms of, 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 of entertainment. For example, many Christians watch beast. Beauty and the Beast, which it endorses bestiality. And also the beast is Baphomet, which I've spoken to you about before. And I watched it. I took my kids to see it. I had the video. Duh. But when I began to raise a red flag to some pastor friends of mine, they just said, ah, no, it's just a cartoon. It's a sweet love story. It made me cry. Don't go finding a demon behind every bush. No. I'm not finding a demon behind every bush. There is one behind every bush. (laughs) 
If you think about it, the last time you went to a movie, you were ascribing worth to the movie's agenda when you bought the tickets. You supported the philosophy and the spirit of the movie. Not only did you ascribe three hours worth of the philosophy and spirit, we struggled to attend an hour and a half in church. <laughs> so it's called worship. We go and sit and worship. But we come here. When is it going to be done? Entertainment means detained for entry. We are being detained for entry. Now, let me tell you something. I even go to movies. I said to Pastor Tom, I want to go see this movie. He goes, you're kidding. I said, yeah, I want to go and count all the symbolism, and I want to see where they're, where they're indoctrinating everybody. I'll go to see a movie to do that. But I surely don't go and watch it and go, and side with the bad guy or, I mean, honestly, set apart, holy, have nothing to do with these things. We got to create our own. And that's what CMN is doing is creating our own movies, creating our own. We're going to create our own cartoons. For our children, our own children's literature, our own everything has got to come out of here. We have got to be the, we have got to be front runners to make it happen. Hallelujah. Who who'll buy the movie? See, we've got thousands already that'll buy the movie. I mean, you better get it going. So we're being detained for entry and desensitized because we're willing to pay and be entertained by murder, suicide, sexual immorality, brutality, lies, deceit. And it's okay. But Ephesians 5, turn with me to Ephesians 5, 7 through 10. In your real Bibles, again, if you don't have a Bible, look at the screen. But I'd love you to underline this, highlight this, circle it a thousand times. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Does bestiality please the Lord? Does immorality please the Lord? Does watching naked women on the screen please the Lord? So why do we do it? I'm going there. I wish I wasn't me. (laughs) Okay, fifth thing. If sex is free, then make abortion legal and easy. And let me tell you something. I could talk for a whole another five hours on this, um, but abortion is murder. Let's get on to the next one. (laughs) Six, the agenda also includes make divorce easy, legal, free people from the concept of a marriage for life. Nowadays, people enter into marriage. They sign contracts of how they're going to share things after divorce. Fifty years ago, divorce was unthinkable. And now, 
Hey, it's one thing if a marriage fails. Hey, listen, my parents were divorced. I understand these things. But it's another thing to go into the marriage knowing you probably will divorce. I was shocked. We don't, we don't have t- DSTV on our TV. I don't think. We put it on for one thing, but it, I don't think we have it on anymore. We, we just don't ascribe. Uh, but when I was in America, in a family's home I was in, this program came on. And... Uh, I I was bombarded with the media, and this is a very popular program. Well, it was to them. You want to see this clip? Getting married, and I'm terrified because it's a stranger. (sighs) To the top, to the top. (sighs) To the top, to the top. It's crazy. (sighs) Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This is real. Boy. This is happening. It's crazy. (sighs) I can't do it, I can't do it. It's very real. Emotions. Let's do this. So, these people are lining up. Thousands of people lining up to see if they can be the ones who are connected with a stranger because they just can't wait to get married. And they'll marry whoever they are put together with. Well, in the end of the day, they they didn't stay together to my knowledge. But it's it's a joke. The devil has perpetrated and come against everything that God has made holy. People can marry the sea. People are married to trees. People are even marrying themselves. (laughs) Man, if you're desperate, hey, I'm telling you, there's an answer here. Marry in trees, marry the sea, marry a tree, marry me. Seven, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. So Alice Bailey preached 50 years ago that sexual enjoyment is the highest fulfillment and people should be able to choose whatever way they want to enjoy sex uh, as they want. However, Romans 1, 26, 27 says, For this reason... God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. In the same way also men abandoned their natural function of the woman, burning their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own person the due penalty of their error. So we have men marrying men, having babies, And everything that can will be perverted. The purpose of the perversion is that Satan is at war. Satan is at war with God's creation. Satan is at war with God's creation. We are in a war. This is hard. This is very functional. Let me tell you something. They also are saying things like, it it has recently been deemed that breastfeeding is not natural, so that it won't offend male mothers that cannot breastfeed. It is also warning against pregnant women and expectant mothers because you don't want to uh, offend intersex men. Society has been conditioned to be offended by anything and everything and propagandized to tolerate everything. We better not say anything about this. We better not say anything about that. What does God say? Can we say, you know, we are really blessed to be in this nation right now. 
Because at this we can still speak the truth of God's word that marriage is between a man and a woman. We still can do that. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And here's how we stay that way. By doing as as, as um, Bishop Vaughn was talking about. And Pastor Tom. Pastor Tom was talking about the, the wealth. Becoming. Having the wealth. To be able to create the movies. To be able to create the uh, cartoons. To be able to write the books. To be able to do and have... Um, the things we need to have here, corporate. You know, I was talking to the Oral Roberts students that were here the other day. Are they here today? Are you here this morning? I wanted that they said that the thing that they have learned, one of them said the thing that they have enjoyed the most about being here is that the church is a community. He said, they said, people connect together. People connect. They're here. They're everywhere. They're all over the grounds. They're in coffee shops. They're, they're, they're hanging out. This is a community. This is a family. This apparently is not the norm everywhere you go in the world. You are blessed. You're blessed. And as Pastor Tom was saying, so let's take the word of Pastor Tom. Let's take the word of, 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 of these two men of God that have come and take what the devil has stolen. And not be ashamed or afraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not be ashamed to preach the gospel and to speak the truth. Because the, the world has been conditioned to be offended by everything. We can't even say Jesus Christ is the son of God. People are being thrown in prison by those things. Here we can say, hallelujah, Jesus reigns. Hallelujah. We're seeing the debauchery of everything against the Torah, against God's holiness. We have, would you believe this is uh, the same person? These are the same people. And see the cover? That's a man. How does God, how does, how does God see this? How does God see this? May we stand up. May we educate our children in Christian principles. May we send them to Christian school. May we bring them to church. May we make them read the Bible. We bring them into worship so they can be in the presence of the Father. This agenda also, uh, well, well, as well as a spiritual agenda, there is a natural one to poison us. One of the things um, is a BPA in plastic, and that has been linked to causing gender problems in turtles and in people. So we are at war all around. May we be strengthened in the inner man and by the spirit of the living God. So the age, the agenda has increased greatly. This year, Disney aired its first gay picture. Since inception, it's always had an agenda. Many parents are believed, are fooled into believing that cartoons are a good baby, babysitter. And if you can understand this, I'm speaking to you because I want you to be armed and ready and under I threw out all of my Disney movies because I know what they perpetrate and I want to tell you 
that so many of our parents, so many parents across the world, everywhere I went, there's a kid, if the mom's shopping, the kid is sitting in the trolley watching. Uh, we, we think that this is the best babysitter ever. We didn't grow up. We grew up with a few Disney movies, but we had nothing like this. And our kids grew up okay. I think. You don't need to quiet your kid with an iPhone. Not only is there propaganda in there going into their brains, which I would love to talk about, but there is radiation destroying their the, everything about what their mind is doing. But you see, Acts 20.20 says, I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear. Either publicly or in your homes, I've had one message for Jews and Greeks like the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in Jesus. Like I said, it's become criminal to speak the truth. But for Zion's sake, I will not keep quiet. Another point, they debase art. They make it run mad. Just look at the music. Bishop Bond was talking about that a little bit. Pastor Tom, I want to talk. I'd love to talk about that. But a few things I'll touch on are some of the media programs. There are some incredible (laughs) popular programs right now. And I don't know if you're aware of it. (coughs) But it is permeating the atmosphere, which we have to take over. Did I sell my soul to the devil? So the devil made you do it, did he? The alcohol and the drugs, the top to selfies. The choices are on you, my dear. Any witnesses? Lucifer Morningstar. Is that a stage name? God-given, I'm afraid. Why don't you tell me something? How does she end up dying in a hailstorm of bullets and you get away without a scratch? The benefits of immortality. Someone out there needs to be punished. Stop caring. You're the devil. Your return to the underworld has been requested. Let me just uh, check my calendar. Here it is. The 7th of never through to the 15th of ain't gonna happen. How does that work for you guys? (laughs) Try it. You think father's upset now? He will not be merciful for much longer. What exactly do you think happens when the devil leaves hell? All of those demons. All of those tormented and tortured souls. Where do you think they go? What's your name? Lucifer. I'm the devil. Exactly. Hey, it's Hannah. Hannah Baker. Settle in, because I'm about to tell you the story of my life. More specifically, why my life ended. And if you're listening to this tape, you're one of the reasons why. Everyone is just so nice until they drive you to kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. And sooner or later, the truth will come out. Our life was amazing. But something happened to my wife. She's acting different. I can cook that for you, sweetheart. I'm fine. I do like the way that I feel. I have endless energy. You eat people. I know. It's just that I'm so much more confident. I can parallel park in one move now. We have to kill someone who deserves it. I guess the prototype would be a young, single Hitler. God, we'd be heroes.
this is what people are watching. And I can tell you, God is not pleased. We're watching Lucifer, the Antichrist, the enemy of a God, our Father, Yahweh. We laugh at the humor. People say, oh, it's just a program. Have you ever wondered why it's called program? Because they're programming us to be desensitized to the wickedness, the vileness, the promiscuity, the wretchedness of our enemy. It's easier to fool people than to convince them they've been fooled. The enemy is made to look as innocent as an innocent victim. And we have sympathy for him. And we should not be dancing with the devil and expect to marry the king. Romans 6, 18. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in righteousness? 13 reasons is about teen suicide. And apparently people are getting mad and saying, hey, well, let's try it. In case you didn't realize, Santa Clarita is about cannibalism. They're teaching us to eat each other. And I'm telling you, I have seen, I, I studied this. I don't just look at these, but I study and I don't, I have seen, I've seen video and statistic and, and paper after paper and, 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 and research after research to find really what's going on. It's not just some fly by night thing. This is an agenda. But we need to know it so we can resist it and not be swept away by the beauty of Drew Barrymore. See, why do you show this in church? Let's talk about Jesus. We don't know enough about him. We know more about this. But we don't know that we should know it Even Katy Perry, her latest video that all our kids are listening to and watching is about cannibalism. And we don't even know it. We don't even know it. You don't want to see it in church, but you watch it on here. Take it off. We watch The Walking Dead, Vampire Diaries, Twilight. I have so many Christian friends who watch Twilight and they think it's wonderful. It's about vampires drinking blood from people. What is wrong with us? (laughs) And when I say, hey, don't you think this may be? No, no. They think I'm crazy. Oh, it's just entertainment. Don't be so serious. What? (sighs) Nearly every program you watch today is pushing an antichrist agenda. (sighs) In Ephesians 5, 
He starts with, be imitators of God. Be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ has loved you and gave himself up for us. Offering and a sacrifice to God is a fragrant aroma. An offering to God. But immorality or impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. So there must be no filthiness, no silly talking, coarse jestings. And... Rather giving of thanks. We think we have to chill. We think we have to relax. Relax and be perpetrated by cannibalism and by seduction and by lying. The next thing she said was create an interfaith movement. Coexist. I'm going to, I don't want to belabor this point again, but I want to, because I want to continue. But this is the push of the one world religion. They want us to have one world government, one world religion, and one world currency, or cashless society, which we're already practicing here. We're ready for it, right? (laughs) Psalm 55, 2. Give heed to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint and I'm surely distracted because the voice of the enemy and of the pressure of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me, upon us, and they bear a grudge against us. Satan bears a grudge against us because we are following Yeshua. We are following Yahweh. And the Bible says in 21, he said his speech, uh, Psalm 55, 21, his speech was smoother than butter and his heart was, but his heart was war. His words were all softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. And I want to say, be careful, be careful. Be careful. Be careful not to believe peace, peace, when in their heart is war. Do not believe peace, peace. Walk with discernment, not like the prophet who disobeyed God in Kings. Peace, peace. And they're trying to get all the world religions from Catholics to to Muslims, all and Hindus to all join in one world religion, one God. And many of our Christian brothers are buying into it. As for me and my house, we we will serve the Lord, the one Lord, one Lord, one Lord, Yahweh, one Lord, Adonai, one one Lord, Elohim, one Lord, Yeshua, Hamashiach, one Lord, one Lord. We will not compromise. We will not compromise and we have brothers with us who will make sure we don't because they won't either. 
doesn't mean we can't love people, but we will not bow our knee to any other God. Get governments, the last point, get governments to make all these laws and changes and, and get the church to endorse the changes. This is already happening. Search it for yourself. Research it for yourself. Listen, don't take anything I said. You research it for yourself. Don't believe me. Research it for yourself. Go and test everything. Go and find out what we can do, what has happened, what I have said. It seems like an insurmountable task for a church or individual to stand against this. But this is the reality. And Bishop Vaughn said, we're going to create the atmosphere. Pastor Tom says, we're going to get the wealth back. This is our time right now. We are going to do this. We should, but we cannot be ignorant, dumbed down or deceived or like the prophet, we'll end up on the side of the road. Pastor Tommy spoke on obedience. Dr. McConey spoke on travailing for the seed. I'm travailing for the next generation. And they... We also heard about we also heard about honoring the next generation. That is what is also missing out there. Even in the church world, pass the baton and we're going to leave you behind. No, this is it's not biblical. What does God say? Psalm 2, 1 through 3 says, "And the na- why are the nations in an uproar and the people devise a vain thing?" The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us tear their fetters and cast away their cords from them. Why are these nations doing this? Why is this happening? Psalm 33, 10 through 12 says, the Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people who he's chosen for his own inheritance. In Psalm 2 says, he who sits in the heavens laughs at his enemies. Yes, we laugh at our enemies. So instead of saying, oh, no, we say, they don't know our God. They don't know our God. And that's what Jesus said in John 17. They didn't know me or the words of my father. May it be different with you and you and you and you. You and you and you. May you have a hunger to know his word, to really know his word. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you are responsible to find out what you're eating, what you're watching, (laughs) what's going on around you, what you're lending your members to. You study to show yourselves approved. Do the research. But just as the Satan deceived Eve, he's going to be able to deceive you. Be alert. Be watchman. Be astute. Have understanding. Have knowledge. Know these things so you can preserve the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He wants us to be alert, aware, sober-minded, vigilant. So here's some things we can do. You want to know what to do? Switch off your TV. (laughs) Use your cell phones less. Cut down on your social media time. Read your Bible every day. 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 
Read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. I can tell you don't read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. Okay, tomorrow, tomorrow when you get up, the first thing that you're going to hear is God's going to say, read your Bible. You're not going to get away from the voice. What did it say? What did we just read? What was the scripture I just had you memorize? John 7. What does it say? Well, that was not great. But the Bible, but we also want to say, read your Bible every day. Study the Hebrew and the Greek. Go to Bible school. Go to Bible school. Stay in a cell group. Listen to music that you know is holy. (laughs) There are so many crossover songs. They're not glorifying God. And you get sucked in. I wish I could talk to you all about notes and tones and frontal lobes and pineal glands and everything like that. Be holy as he is holy. Say Christ-minded, God-fearing. Ephesians says 5.17. The Bible says, let there be no immorality, no drunkenness uh, be named among you. Do you know what drunkenness it says, do not be drunk with wine. Wait, wait, wait. You know, can I ask you a question? It says, do not get drunk with wine. And people say, well, I can have wine as long as I don't get drunk. I'd love to preach a message on that. Pastor Tom already did. Hey, get his message and you'll hear the sermon. But if it says, do not get stoned with drugs. Does that mean you can take drugs as long as you don't get stoned? You have to understand the absolute reality of what this is saying. So then do not be foolish or understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine. That is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks for everything. Always giving thanks for everything. Always giving thanks for everything. Singing, singing and speaking. And be subject to one another. That means talk to one another about your faults, about your challenges, about your problems, about that you feel convicted about something, about is this, the, is this what God wants? Is this how I should be? Is this right? Am I treating my wife right? Am I treating my kids right? Help me. Being subject one to another. Repent. The Hebrew word for repentance is pronounced shuv. And it's with the sheen and the bet. Which is to destroy the house. Whatever has been taken captive by you. That is not godly. That is not of God. That is not pleasing God. Let's destroy the house. And return to our first love. Return to our first love. I would like you all to stand with me now. Return to our first love. 
Return to our first love. Return to our first love. So right now, before we end the service, I want to know who is willing to repent of the things that they did not know or they knew, but they didn't have the power. I want you to come forward right now. Come to the altar, the altar of God. This is not a stage, it's an altar. This is an altar of the most holy God. This is an altar. This is an altar of the most holy God. I don't want to watch those shows. I don't want to purse my lips to anybody but my husband. I don't want to do these things. God, I I just want to know what pleases you. I want to please you, God. I want to please you, Lord. I want to please you, Lord. I want to please you. God, I want to please you. Come and say, Father, I want to please you. I want to tear down the house of those things that are not of you. Those things that are not of you. I repent, God. I repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. I want to tear the house down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is serious. This is serious. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to repent. Just let him know I want to repent. I don't want to do the. Why should I do it? I want to be separate. I want to be holy. Holy, 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 holy. I want to be set apart, anointed, appointed, not casual, not common, not familiar. I want to be set apart for you, God. I want to love. I want my life to be known by love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just pray. Just pray. Father, right now, we tear down those altars. We tear down those things. We tear down those things which would hurt us, which would hurt others. We tear down those things which are not pleasing to you. We tear down those things. We say, we cry, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Holy, holy are you, God. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy. We're going to be a church chosen and strong for Jesus. Yeshua, you have called us. Holy, holy, holy. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.